Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Thursday Night Empowerment Hour. Come on in. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Blessings to you, gorgeous Stewie. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Let me know if y'all can hear me. If you can hear the music a little bit. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. You're worthy, Lord. You're worthy, God. You're worthy to be praised. You're worthy to be magnified. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. How many hearts are ready to receive a blessing from the Lord? Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Are you ready to receive a blessing from the Lord on tonight? Hallelujah. Just begin to lift your hands wherever you are and say, God, my hands are lifted up, God. My heart is ready, Father God, to receive a blessing from you on tonight, God. I'm ready to hear from you on tonight, God. I'm ready to receive from you on tonight, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You're worthy, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. I love this song. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Only one second. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I'm ready to receive a blessing from the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm ready to go from this to that, glory to God. I'm ready for the next level. I'm ready for the next dimension. I'm ready for the next blessing. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And not just physical blessings, spiritual blessings, glory to God. Hallelujah. So, God, we just say thank you, God. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise, God. We surrender all to you on tonight, God. Our hands are lifted up, God. Our hearts are open. Our spirits are open to receive from you, God. We want to receive a, a word from you on tonight. We want to receive a blessing from you on tonight. 
Father God, just have your way on tonight. Hallelujah, glory to God. Moved by your spirit, God. Let a word be spoken, God, that will encourage the hearts of your people, God, that will encourage them, empower them, and inspire us, God. Hallelujah, that we will go forth in you and we will go forth in might and in power. In the name of Jesus, God, we just say thank you on tonight, God, because we're ready to receive from you, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. How many been waiting on some things? How many been praying for some things? And you just been in the place where you have been ready to receive from God. You say, God, I'm ready to receive God. God, I'm open to receive God. God, I need a breakthrough, God. I need a blessing from you, God. God, if you won't, don't do it. It won't be done, God. So I'm trusting and depending on you, God. I'm leaning on you, God. I'm ready to receive a blessing from you, God. There are some things that I need you to do in my life on tonight, God. There are some things I've been praying for, God. I've been waiting on, God, and I'm ready to receive my blessing from you. Hallelujah. So if you've been ready to receive your blessing from God, just go ahead and lift your hands and say, God, I've been ready. I'm waiting, God. I've been waiting patiently. Some of the things you've been praying for, you've been waiting for a long time. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You said, God, I'm ready to receive receive from you on tonight, God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. God, we just ready to receive a blessing from you, God. We ready to receive a breakthrough from you, God. We ready for you to turn some things around in our life on today, God. Hallelujah. We're ready for you to turn some things around in our family lives on today, God. We're ready for to receive from you on today, God. So, Father God, just have your way on tonight move by your spirit, God. Open up our hearts, God, our mindsets, God. Touch our ears, God, so we can hear what you are speaking to us on tonight, God, in the mighty name of Jesus. And God, we give you glory, we give you honor, and we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, God bless everybody. Thank you for joining in to Thursday Night Empowerment Hour Bible Study, whether you're on YouTube or whether you're on Facebook. Glory to God. Thank you for joining in with us on today. Hallelujah. Now, if you have your Bibles, I want you to go with me or if you can go on your phone to the first chapter of Samuel. 1 Samuel chapter number 13. And we're going to be in a, a story that's familiar to some and it may be new to others. So just follow along with me and just let's just hear and receive what God has to speak to us on tonight. Many of us, we've been praying. We've been fasting. We've been waiting on God to do some things in our lives. We've been saying, God, I've been, I prayed for this and I prayed for that and I've been waiting, God. And sometimes it just, it seems like nothing is moving in my life. It seems like nothing is turning around. It seems like things are not going in the direction that I thought they should go. It seems like nothing is working out in my life the way that I imagined it to work out. Because many of us, glory to God, we have our 
our own mindset. We imagine and we think about how things should work out in our life. But God's ways is not our ways. And his thoughts are not our thoughts. Glory to God. But many of us, we've been praying and we've been asking God to do some things in our lives. We've been ready for God to bless us with some certain things and some certain areas in our life. There's some things that we've been asking God to do in our family. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And we've been wondering why things have not moved and things have not changed in our lives. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We say, God, when you going to move? God, I've been waiting for you to do this thing for a while. I've been waiting for you to change this thing for a while, God. I've been waiting. I've been stuck in this situation for some time now, God. And I'm just ready for you to, to move, God. I'm just ready for things to turn around in my life, God. God, I'm ready for things to change in my life, God. I don't want to be stuck in the same situation that I'm in any longer, God. I don't want to be in this same situation and circumstance, God. God, I'm just ready for you to move. I'm ready for things to turn around for me, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. God, I need you to move. Hallelujah. If that's you on tonight, just lift your hands. Glory to God. And say, God, I just need you to, to move in my life. I just need some things to turn around in my life, God. I just need some things to change in my life, God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now, sometimes things are not moving in our lives. And sometimes things are not turning around or going the way that we, that they should go in our lives because of disobedience. Because maybe we failed to disobey God in some area of our life. Glory to God. And I know this is not a popular teaching because a lot of times we just want to hear about how we can get blessed and when money is coming and when our husband and wives is coming and when we're going to get a new job and when we're going to get a raise. Glory to God. But just so you know that there is a blessing in your obedience. Your blessing is tied to your obedience. And many times when we don't obey God, we miss out on what God is trying to do in our lives due to our disobedience. Glory to God. We miss out on the things that God wants to do in our lives, not just for us, our family, because of our disobedience. Now, here we are in the first chapter of Samuel, uh, chapter number 13. The prophet Samuel, God had brought the prophet Samuel to appoint Saul king over Israel. Because at this time, the children of Israel rejected God and they wanted a king. But how many know that you should be careful what you ask for? So many times we ask for things that are not good for us. Glory to God. And so God had been ruling over them and providing for them all this time. Since he led them out of Egypt, glory to God, from Pharaoh. And here they are, murmuring and complaining because they wanted a king. 
And what they said to the prophet Samuel was, you know, all the other nations got a king that rule over them. We want somebody to rule and fight for us. And the word said that it angered Samuel. And God told Samuel, you know what? Do as the people say. And this is in chapter number eight. Do as they say. Appoint, I'm going to let you appoint them a king over them. Just do what they say. Because they haven't rejected you. They rejected me. And see, here they are, want to be like the other people. We got to be careful, people of God, trying to be like other people. We got to be careful of wanting what other people got. Because what everything that looks good is not good. Everything that glitters and shine is not good. People are good at putting on a show. People are good at putting on a different face. People are good at putting on a persona. And everything that looks good is not good. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And Samuel told them, he said, okay, the Lord is going to allow me to appoint you a king over you. But this king, he going to take all your money. He going to take all your land. He going to give it to his servants. And not only that, he going to make you work his fields. He going to make your daughters and your sons work hard for them. And still, the little bit you have left, you still going to have to even give him some more of that. And that's just how many of us are. We want stuff that's not what God has for us. Glory to God. We just like the children of Israel. So Samuel warned him and told him, hey, I'm going to give you, we, I'm a, you know, you're going to get the king. And he's going to reign over you. But he's going to uh, make your sons serve him. He's going to make your daughters serve him. And he is going to take your possessions and give it to his people, his servants. Glory to God. So that's why we got to be so careful of wanting what other people have. We don't know what other people have to go through. We don't know what they're dealing with. Glory to God. We don't even know what they're doing to get to where they at. And yeah, here we are looking just like the children of Israel was. Looking thinking everything is all good when it's not. Glory to God. So God appointed Saul king. And God, Samuel told him, as long as you obey God, you and your king, God is going to continue to lead you and favor you. So in, first, in chapter number 13, uh, Saul was getting ready to go up uh, to battle. And he was waiting on Samuel to come to get some instructions because he was getting ready to go up and fight against Gilgad. And so in verse number eight, chapter 13, verse number eight, it says, now Samuel, no, I'm sorry, now Saul waited seven days according to the appointed time, which Samuel had set. But Samuel had not come to Gilgad and the people were scattering away from Saul. So Saul said, bring me the burnt offering and the peace offering. And he offered the burnt offering, which he was forbidden to do. As soon as he finished offering the burnt offering, Samuel finally came and Saul went out to meet him. So here Saul lives just like many of us. Here Saul lives just like many of us. Can't wait. Just like us. We can't wait. We've been praying and asking God for things, but we just can't wait. 
And so Saul, Saul was supposed to wait on Samuel to come because it was forbidden for anyone outside of the priest to make the sacrifices unto the Lord. But since he could not wait, glory to God, he went ahead and made the sacrifice to God. And then soon as he finished, it said that Samuel came. And when Samuel came, he said, what have you done? And that's how many of us are. We go out before God. Instead of us waiting patiently on God, we go out before him. And, and Saul said, since I saw that the people were scattering away from me and that you did not come within the appointed time and that the Philistines were assembling in Mahesh, Therefore, I said, now the Philistines will come down against me at Gilgad, and I have not asked for the Lord's favor by making supplication to him. So I forced myself to offer the burnt offerings. And that's how many of us are. When we go out and sin and do stuff against God, we acting like we forced ourselves to do it. Now, you didn't force yourself to do it. You just weren't holding no strengths. You just couldn't wait. You just wanted to do what you wanted to do. See, the word, see, you know, it's the old saying that says God may not come when you want him to, but he's always on time, but we can't never wait. Sometimes there's a reason, a purpose, and a plan for us to wait. There is an appointed time, but we have to wait on that appointed time. And then it said, Samuel said to Saul, you have acted foolishly. You have not kept the commandment of the Lord your God. And which he had commanded you, it says that if you had obeyed the Lord, you he would have established your kingdom over Israel forever. Now here it is. Saul got impatient. Many times we can lose our blessing. We can lose things that God has for us. Why? Because we get so impatient. Now here it is. God made Saul king over Israel. But it says, had he obeyed God, had anybody ever look over your life and say, if I would obey God, this wouldn't have happened. If I would obey God, I wouldn't have to go through this. If I just would obey God, I wouldn't have to experience this. If I just would have had obeyed God, I wouldn't have to deal with this, glory to God. I know I've been there. It's times in my life I can say, oh, glory to If I would have obeyed God, I wouldn't have been in that relationship. If I would have obeyed God, I wouldn't have to go through that. If I would have had listened and obeyed God, I wouldn't have to deal with what I was dealing with. But because I got impatient, glory to God, because I got tired of waiting, glory to God, because I thought my appointed time had passed, I went out before God just like Saul did, glory to God. And many of us are like Saul. We get impatient. Not only that, Saul was more concerned about the people than he was obeying God. See, we got to be careful with pleasing people, being a people pleaser. The word tells us it's better to obey God than men. But some of us are people pleasers. How do I can figure out that Paul is a, uh, Saul is a people pleaser? Because he said the people were scattering away from him. The people were leaving him. 
So he got desperate. He got in a desperate state. We got to be careful of being desperate. We got to be careful of being in a desperate state. Because when you are desperate and you're in a desperate state and you start doing things desperately, you will mess up a whole lot of things. See, being desperate will have you getting with people you shouldn't even be with. Being desperate will have you entertaining friendships you shouldn't even be with. Being desperate will have you taking jobs and doing things you know you shouldn't do. Just because you're desperate, just because you need something, just because you can't wait, glory to God. And it said, he said that the people were scattering away from me. See, so many of us are so afraid of people leaving us and walking out of our life. But let me tell you this. When people leave you and walk out of your life, that may be the best thing that ever happened to you, glory to God. It may be the best experience you ever have when the wrong people walk out of your life. So Saul was more concerned about the people leaving him versus obeying God. And he did something forbidden. He went and did the, offered the sacrifice up to God. And not only that, he started making excuses. Ain't that how we are? We disobey God and sin. And then when God checked us on what we did, we want to make excuses. Well, the people were scattering away from me. And I thought the Philistines were going to come down on me to give gag. That's how we do, right? We started make, trying to make excuses and rationalize why we disobeyed God. We disobeyed God because we couldn't wait because we got in a hurry. Glory to God. And Saul told, uh, Samuel told Saul, you have acted foolishly. If you just joined us, we're in 1 Samuel chapter number uh, 13. You have acted foolishly. Now, since you have acted foolishly, now your kingdom shall not endure. For the Lord has sought after for himself a man after his own heart, that he has appointed leader over his people, because you have not kept and obeyed what God commanded you to do. We got to obey what God tells us to do, no matter what it feels like. Sometimes it hurts. It hurts your flesh. It don't feel good. I tell you to do stuff sometimes. You be like, oh, God, is that shit? You sure that's what you want me to do, God? Because God is trying to get you to a place where, of obedience. And sometimes it hurts because you got to deal with your flesh. Because this body, this fleshly man, don't always want to obey God. It wants to give into what it wants to give into. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So Saul made excuses. Glory to God. Because he was so more concerned about pleasing people than God. Now Saul ruled for 40 years, but he was only anointed for two, but he lost his position. Be careful not to lose your position. Don't allow disobedience. Getting out of God's will, going out before the appointed time, doing stuff that God has told you not to do. Don't allow that to cause you to miss out on what God has for you in your life. The word says obedience is better than sacrifice. So we have to obey God 
no matter how long it takes. I know you've been waiting for a lot, but you got to obey God. I know you've been crying, but you got to obey God. I know it don't feel good, but you got to obey God when he speaks to you and tell you to do something. You have to obey God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Say, God, I'm going to obey you. No matter what it looks like, no matter how it feels, I'm going to obey you. Why? Because I don't want to lose or miss out on anything that you have for me due to my disobedience. Glory to God. And so this was the first time Samuel, I mean, Saul disobeyed God and made excuses. Go with me to chapter 15. Now in chapter 1 Samuel chapter number 15, God told, sent the prophet Samuel to Saul to tell him that he wanted them to punish the, and destroy the people of Amalek for what they did to Israel. And God told him to destroy everything, to kill all the people, man, woman, child, people, kill all them. Destroy everything. Kill the people. Kill all their cattle. Destroy all their possessions, right? Verse number three. It says, now, he says, now go and strike Amalek and completely destroy everything that they, uh, I let me put my glasses on. You know, these words get to running all around out the way. Okay. So now go and strike Amalek and completely destroy everything that they have. Do not spare them, but kill both men and woman, child and infant, ox and sheep, camel and donkey. So God told them to destroy everything. Is there some things in your life God told you to come away from and to completely destroy? Is there some people in your life God told you to cut off, but you still got their phone number in your phone so you can, you know, go back every once in a while to it? Is there some people that you blocked, that you've unblocked when God told you to completely cut them off? So God said, destroy everything. Glory to God. When God tells us to come away from people, to come away from things, to destroy everything, there is a reason and a purpose for God to have us to do that. So we got to obey God and follow God's instructions. God said, do not spare them. He said, kill everybody. I'd have killed the kids, kill all the cattle, the horses, the donkeys, the cows, the sheep, the goats, everything, and destroy their possessions. So Saul, it says that Saul summoned the people and numbered them 200,000 foot soldiers and 100,000 men of Judah came with them. And it said that Saul came to the city of Amalek and set an ambush of the city. Saul said to the Canaanites, go leave, go down from the Am Amalekites so that I do not destroy you along with them. For you show kindness to all Israel when they went up from Egypt. So the Canaanites departed from among the Am Amalekites. And it says that Saul defeated the Amalekites from Havelia to Shur, which is east of Egypt. And it says that in verse 8, he captured Agag, the king of the Amalekites, alive. 
though he totally destroyed all the rest of the people with the sword. Now, God told him to destroy everything. But what Saul do? He decided to keep the king alive. And in verse 9, it says, Saul and the people spared Agag. Not only that, the best of the sheep, the oxen, the fatlings, the lambs, and everything that was good. And they were not willing to destroy them entirely. But everything that was undesirable and worthless, they completely destroyed. Now, here it is. God told them to destroy and to throw away everything, right? But they decide to keep the best of the best. They decide, God, are you sure you want me to destroy this? Surely God don't want me to destroy this good, these good sheep and these good lambs. Have you ever been in a situation where God told you to cut off something to completely to destroy it? And you didn't do it? See, partial obedience is still disobedience. See, sometimes some of us, we partially obey God. We do half of what God says. Trust me, I know I've been there. Back in my days, when I used to smoke weed and cigarettes, God told me to get rid of them cigarettes. And what I do, I'll go buy a pack, throw the pack, throw almost the whole pack away. I used to get one or two and just put them outside on the ledge. And then when I got that urge, I'll go out there and get one. But God said, throw it away. He told them to destroy everything. Anybody else out there can say that God told you to do something and you didn't fully do what God said. You didn't fully cut them off. God told you to cut some people off and you didn't fully cut them off. You still allowed them to call you. You still allowed them to text you. You still go you still at they beg and call every time they call you and ask you for something or ask you to come go hang out or ask you to come do this. You still willing and able and you still connected. And God said, I need you to destroy this relationship because these people are not for you. They ain't your friend. They never have been your friend, never was your friend and never will be your friend. But they decided to keep the best of the sheep, the oxen, everything that was good, they decided they was going to keep. And they kept the king alive. Verse number 10. It says, now, then when the Lord, word of the Lord came to Samuel, saying, I regret that I met Saul, for he has turned away from following me and has not carried out my commands. And it said that Samuel was angry over Saul's failure and cried out to the Lord all night. And it says, now, when Samuel got up early the, in the morning to meet Saul, he was told uh, Saul came to Carmel and uh, set up for himself a monument commemorating his victory. Now, that's how some of us is. We partially obey God, and we want to act like we did some. He want to celebrate when you when you ain't obey God. What are you celebrating for? You ain't obey God. You in disobedience. And it says, so Samuel came to Saul 
and said to him, Blessed are you of the Lord. I have carried out the command of the Lord. But Samuel said to him, What is this bleating of the sheep I hear and lowing of the oxen in my ears? And see, that's just how some of us are. We, won't, we swear we did what God told us to do, right? How many have been there? You swear you obeyed God. And what God said, did you? God told you to give $50, but you decided to give 20 And you're like, I obeyed God. I gave. Well, you gave, but he said give 50 and you gave 20 Partial obedience is disobedience. <laughs> Come on now. I, mean, I know I've been I remember about 15 years ago. I had $55. Me and my kids was at a revival at a church. $55 in my pocket. And Lord told me to give $50. I'm like, whoo! Whoo! $50, Lord. God, I, is that you saying? Rebuke, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. I'm like, that's all I, I'm like, I'm 55. I know this can't be the Lord telling me to give $50. But all I got is 55 and so when offering time came, I went around and I put that $5 in that offering tray, right? And I sat there and the Lord dealt with me and the Lord dealt with me and the Lord dealt with me. So when service was over, I went up to the man of God and I, I gave, I put that $50 in his hand because God would not stop dealing with me. And now here I am with nothing. I'm like, nah, I ain't got nothing. But had I obeyed God, I would have had $5. See, partial obedience is disobedience. See, God wants to do something in our life, but he wants to see if he can trust us. He wants to see if we will obey him. And ever since then, I started obeying God because I said, you know what? I would have had $5 if I would have just gave 50 like the Lord said. But now I ain't got nothing because I've been disobedient, right? And that's just like many of us are or have been, right? We like, oh, I obeyed the Lord. Then he's like, so what is this bleeding of the sheep I hear in my ear? And then it says, Saul said, they they have brought them up from the Amalekites. For the people spared the best of the sheep and oxen to sacrifice to your God. But the rest we have destroyed completely. And then Samuel said to Saul, stop and let me tell you what the Lord said to me last night. And then Saul said to him, speak. Samuel said, is it not true that even though you were small, insignificant in your own eyes, you were made the head of, of the tribes of Israel and the Lord anointed you king over Israel and the Lord sent you on a mission and said, go totally destroy the sinners, the Amalekites, and fight against them until they are eliminated. Why did you not obey the voice of the Lord? But instead you swooped down on the plunder with shouts of victory and did evil in the eyesight of God. And that's how we are so many times. God says, why did you not obey my voice? Had you obeyed me, you wouldn't have been in the situation that you was in. Had you obeyed me, you wouldn't have had to go through that circumstance. Now, some things, things happen to us that we have no control over. But others, it's some other stuff that happened to us 
because of our disobedience. And I know I ain't going to get too many amens right there. But it's some things that happen to us due to our own willful disobedience. And it says, Saul said to Samuel, I obeyed the voice of the Lord. I have gone on the mission which the Lord sent me. I brought back Agag, the king of the Amalekites, and have completely destroyed the Amalekites. But the people, and here he is again, blaming the people, right? See, didn't I tell you he was a people pleaser and he wanted to make excuses all the time? Here he is again, blaming the people. But the people took some of the spoil, the sheep and the oxen, and the best of the things that were, were not totally destroyed to make a sacrifice to your God. Disobedience, right? And let me speak to the leaders real quick. The people, when you lead by example, whatever example that you're giving, that's what the people going to do. Whatever example you give your kids, that's what they going to do, right? So if you're not setting a good example, they don't have a good example to follow. See, the people seen Samuel, I mean Saul, disobey God when he uh did the sacrifice that which was forbidden. So they probably was like, well, shoot, is he doing all that? You know what I'm saying? Oh, he, oh, we can do that now? See, people, when you're leading in leadership, people watch you. And if you ain't obedient and obeying God, they ain't going to obey either. People do what you do. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So here he is trying to blame the people again. For his disobedience, he could have told the people, hey, uh-uh, God said destroy everything. Put their sheep back, put them oxen back, put their cattle back over there and kill this king. No, he decided to keep the king alive. And the people, since he decided to keep the king alive, the people decided, to, well, we're going to keep the good. And why should we destroy this good stuff? We, You know, we have to obey God. And then it says in verse 22, Then Samuel said, Has the Lord as great and delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obedience to the voice of the Lord? Behold, it is better to obey than sacrifice. For rebellion is the sin of witchcraft. For rebellion is as serious of the, as the sin of witchcraft. When we rebel and disobey God, it says that it's just as serious as the sin of witchcraft. And it says disobedience is as serious as false religion and idolatry. But it says because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he has also rejected you as king. Don't allow your disobedience to get you in a place where God rejects you and say, you know what? I'm done. Because the word tells us that his spirit is not going to always strive with me. Don't get to the point where God take his hand off you and say, you know what? I'm done. I done told them time after time again. They don't want to listen. You know what? I'm done. Don't keep rejecting God. 
and see Saul lost what could have been his kingdom forever because of his willful disobedience, because he was impatient, because he wanted to do what he wanted to do, because he was more concerned about the people than pleasing God. It is better to obey God than to sacrifice. Are there some areas in your life that you need to obey God in? Or there are some areas that you need to come up in? We all have some things that we need to change or get right with God. So this is just a time for us to search ourselves and say, God, is there anything in me that I need to work on and get right with you? Because why? I don't want God rejecting me. I don't want God taking his hand off me. I thank God for his grace and his mercy every day. Not saying that you're not going to ever make a mistake and none of that. But when you just constantly, willfully disobeying God, we got to get to the place where we obey God no matter what. We got to get delivered from people. And we got to obey God and say, God, I'm going to obey you. God, I don't understand. But I'm gonna obey you. God, I'm hurting right now, but I'm gonna obey you. God, I don't like how this feels, but I'm gonna obey you. God, I don't know what my next step is, but God, I'm gonna obey you. God, I'm gonna obey you no matter what, no matter what it looks like, no matter how I feel. God, I'm going to obey you, God. I'm not gonna go backwards. I'm not gonna keep doing the things that you told me not to do, God. God, I want your hand to be upon my life, God. I'm going to obey you, God. I'm going to walk up right before you, God. I'm going to do what's pleasing in your sight, God. Because I love you and I fear you. If that's you on today and you know there's some areas in your life that you need to get right with, God, just lift your hands where you are. Anatomy and begin to cry out to God. Ask God to wash you, cleanse you, deliver you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I don't want God rejecting me due to my own disobedience. And remember, partial obedience is still disobedience. We can't partially obey God. Partial obedience is disobedience. Many of us, we want to partially obey God. God tell you to do A and B. You do A. You skip B, but you add a C in there. And you're like, okay, God, I did it. And God said, nope. That's not what I told you to do. Right? Because we do that, right? God tell us to do stuff sometimes, and we just really don't do everything he tells us to do. We do a part of it. We got to obey God, people of God. Hallelujah. And this is what God wanted me to share on tonight. God loves us so much that he constantly gives us chances to get it right. Man. God loves us so much. Remember, your, 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 your breakthrough, your blessing is tied to your disobedience. To your obedience. You want some things to turn around in your life? Could it be your disobedience is causing your delay? Glory to God. Hallelujah. You want things to turn around? Obey God. Surrender to God. 
Surrender every area of your life to God and allow God to be God. Search your Ask God to search you and say, God, is there anything in my life that I need to get right? Any area that I'm, I'm lacking in, any area that I haven't fully obeyed you in, God. Because I want to be in good standing with you. I want to walk upright before you. I want to do what's pleasing in your sight, God. Is there anything that God has told you to stop doing that you haven't stopped doing yet? Or you keep, you stop for a little while and then you go back. Stop for a little while and then you go back. Ask God to deliver you. Glory to God. See, when you, you got to want to be delivered. Not God delivered me and then in the back of your head, well, this Friday, I'm going to do it one more time. No, he asked God to heal you and deliver you. Glory to God. See, when you you got we got to get to the point where we obey God. Whatever it is that God has told you, you, you might have a problem with pleasing people. He might have told you to cut some people off that you're still talking to sometimes. You know, you go a week or two without talking to them, and then you go back again. They're getting in your good grace, right? Because you don't want to let go. And see, when God wants you to let go of something or someone or something, it's for a purpose. Everybody can't go where you're going. And many times, what God is trying to take you, you're delaying because you it's some people you're trying to take with you that can't go. And as soon as you cut them out for good, God will be able to get you to the place where you need to be. But you still holding on to some people. Let them go. You got to let them go. You know what I'm saying? It's going to hurt sometimes, but you got to let them go. And you know what? You know what the pastor used to say? If loving you is hurting me, I got to let you go. If this friendship is hurting me, all the time, and I'm the only one sacrificing, and I'm going out my way for you, and you never there for me. I gotta let you go, baby. I gotta let you go. I can't do this. I got to let you go. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. So, Father God, we just say thank you on tonight, God. Thank you for your word. God, if we committed any sin, if there's some things in our lives, some areas, God, that we need to get right with you, God, reveal it to us, God. Speak to each and every person, heart, God. Hallelujah. And show us the things that we need to get right with you, the things we need to let go of, areas that we may have been disobedient in or partially obedient in. So we can get right with you and do what's pleasing in your sight, God. Help us to strengthen us, God, to let go and to walk away from the people you told us to cut off. Friendships, glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Somebody need to let go some friends. God keeps saying friendships, let go. Let go some friendships, glory to God. I had a best friend. We were best friend like 27 years. I had to let her go. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You can't keep holding on to everybody and everything because everybody is not for you. Glory to God. 
Some people are only in your circle or only around you when they can get everything they can from you. And then as soon as they can't, they're talking about you like a dog. They're doing stuff to you. God said, let them go. You know they've been talking about you behind your back because when you get around other people or certain things, it's that tension and that uneasiness. It feel weird because you know they've been talking about you. See, I don't want no friends. I walk in a room and I feel like that. I want friends that's going to stick up for me and take up for me. Not people that's going to be talking about me and, you know, trying to bring me down. Mm -mm. So, God, whoever you're speaking to on tonight, the people that you're speaking to, give them the strength to let go and to move forward and to not look back. In the name of Jesus. And so we just thank you for your grace, your mercy, your strength on today, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God, I lift up each and every person, God. Whatever they're in need of on today, God, if they have anything that's been delayed and held up because of disobedience, God, help them to get it right with you, God, so they can see your hand move in their life. And unimaginable ways because you want to do so much and so many great things in our lives but you want to know if we're going to obey you you want to know if we can trust you if you can trust us glory to God help us to trust you in every area of our life God that we will be quick and prompt to obey you and to do what you say to the fullest in the name of Jesus. And I say thank you, God. I give you glory and honor and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. How y'all doing tonight? Glory to God. Hallelujah. If this word helped you on tonight, if you're on YouTube, go ahead and hit that like button. Share the broadcast with somebody. If you're on Facebook, go ahead and share. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You know, the Lord God loves us so much. God loves us so much. And he wants to, he just wants us to obey him. Because it's a, a purpose and a reason. Amen. So that's all I had on tonight, people of God. I hope something was said that encouraged you, empowered you, and inspired you to trust God. So God bless you. I love you in Jesus' name. And guess what? There ain't nothing you can do about it. Be blessed.